Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. I'm Rick Mulready. Thank you so much for joining me today for episode number 83, where today I am really excited to be welcoming to the show Ethan Sigmund from an agency called Social Insight. Ethan specializes in Instagram ads, and I've been getting a lot of requests here lately to talk about some Instagram ads here on the show. And I'm even more excited to talk about it because I just wrapped up um, a whole lot of Facebook ads and uh, Instagram ads for my recent relaunch of the FB Advantage. And I was excited to see some of the performance of my Instagram ads because I actually hadn't uh, tested them a whole lot prior to this launch. And they performed quite well for me. Uh, but I will say it was the warm traffic that I was targeting that did better than the cold traffic. Now, this is actually something that I've heard more than one person over the past few months that I've talked to um, say the same thing. They they were seeing better results with warm traffic than cold traffic. And actually today that you're going to hear from Ethan, he shares his own results when it comes to targeting cold and warm traffic. And he got He's been getting some some different results than 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 I've been getting. So uh, he talks about all that today. We also get into the size and types of images that are getting the best results with Instagram ads, ad copy tips and strategies for improving your conversion rates, what you need to think about when it comes to your landing page for Instagram ads, why the aesthetic of Instagram can be the difference between profitable ads and poorly performing ones, and you really need to take the aesthetic into account when you are creating your Instagram ads. And then finally, Ethan shares a landing page tip that's increased his conversion rate by 35%. That is a big jump in conversion rate. And he's gonna share exactly what he did in order to get that increase. Now, before we get into my talk with Ethan, I do wanna take, take a second to thank you. I've been getting a lot of feedback lately, uh, meeting a lot of listeners at Social Media Marketing World here in San Diego last month or last week. And I love hearing that you're implementing 
what you're learning here in the show, it's working in your business. I'm not surprised that it's working, but the fact that you're listening to the show and you're taking it and you're implementing it and it's working, that makes that means the world to me. I love hearing that. Uh, it's awesome that you're taking action and getting results because that really is what this show is all about. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of you and say thank you very much for not only listening to the show, but also taking action on what you're hearing during these episodes here that we're putting together for you. So without further ado, here's Ethan Sigmund. All right, Ethan, welcome to the uh, Art of Paid Traffic podcast. So happy to be talking some Instagram ads today. Thank you so much for, for coming on here. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm glad you have me and, and real excited to, to chat about Instagram here. Cool. So you referred me to me by a mutual friend and said, uh, he said basically that got to have you on here to talk about some Instagram ads because you've been doing some really cool stuff with it, seeing some really good results with Instagram ads. And I think that this is a perfect time to have you on the show here because I've been getting a lot of questions about Instagram ads lately. And I've actually been running quite a few Instagram ads lately for um, a recent uh, relaunch <clears throat> of my uh, FB Advantage program. And we did run quite a few uh, Instagram ads and had some you know interesting results, which you know I'm sure we'll talk about here today. But what would you say is that actually let's let's kind of back up here. What is tell us a little bit about who you are and and, and what your background is? Yeah, totally. Um, so you know my background is actually more in um, offline sales. I, I did a lot of real estate and insurance. I was both an insurance agent and a, a real estate agent, and so I did a lot of Facebook ads and things for those about you know three to four years ago and then here recently in the last year I kind of transitioned to all online and, and built out a SaaS product that, that revolves around Instagram and you know at the same time Instagram ads were kind of being talked about that they were going to get released to the public and mm -hmm. things like that um, so I thought man I'm gonna I'm gonna really dive into Instagram ads because I couldn't find any documentation on how to run them or anything like that and yeah and so I spent a bunch of time and figured out, hey, I basically have to be an agency to have access and things back at that time. And so I ended up paying an agency just to give me um, access. I didn't even want an ads manager or anything like that and, and just ran a bunch of tests on Instagram myself. So I've been running running a lot of Instagram ads from that time and just trying to document things as, as much as I could so that other people could, could kind of learn how to use them and, and find those resources there. So are you, so you're, you've, and you've been running quite a few, uh, when, when was that? Just so I can get some sort of yeah, context that, here. That was right around September of 2015. Okay. Okay. So, and we're recording this sort of mid to late kind of April. Um, so really not that long ago. No. Um, and I remember, yeah, when, when, Insta when they, when they released Instagram at in Instagram ads and said that, um, you know, rolling out to the public that originally it was only, <clears throat> excuse me, only available in business manager and, there were all these policies that you had to abide by and, and it was kind of, you know, it seems like they've sort of followed what most, you know, what happens with um, most sort of products that Facebook rolls out is that there's an evolution to it um, <clears throat> and it becomes more accessible as we go along here. Now, so you've been running campaigns on Instagram for the past several months now. What are some things that, let's start off with just kind of some general things like what you're seeing. Like uh, Everybody wants to know, like, do they work? And I got a question yesterday um, you know, I, I, I want to start using Instagram ads because my, I know that my target audience is on Instagram, but I don't even have an Instagram account. 
So let's let's kind of start there. Do you people need even need to have an Instagram account in order to run Instagram ads? No, you know the the awesome thing about how this is set up is you know obviously Facebook owns Instagram and so they make it really easy to kind of test test an ad set on Instagram to the point that you don't even have to have an Instagram account. Um, you can simply just serve it from the same business page that you serve your Facebook ads from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just not, it's not linkable. You know, it'll, it'll say, you know, your it'll have your business page picture and then the business page name and, and just won't be linkable up at the top. And then isn't it true that if you don't have the account, you can't, you're not able to comment back. Like you can't reply to comments that people are leaving comments on the ad. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. You can't, you can't reply to comments. And I always recommend that people serve them from an Instagram account because here's the biggest thing on it's similar with like Facebook ads. You know, sometimes people will tag their friends on your ad so that, you know, they saw it, they knew your, their friend would probably be interested in it or had been talking about something. So they tag their friends so that that friend can then, you know, get a notification. They'll pull to your ad. Sure. Well, the same thing will happen on Instagram where people will tag, you know, their friend or whatever on the ad. But the difference on Instagram is when I get that notification and then go to your ad, it actually doesn't show me the link, the ad link anymore. It just shows me the post. Um, and so if you don't have an Instagram account, there's no way for me to figure out, oh, where'd this go? You know, where was this linking to? Whereas if you have an Instagram account that's serving that ad, you could put that same link in the bio of your Instagram account. And then, you know, when somebody lands on that post, they'll probably click on your bio and, and see the link right there and be able to kind of follow. So you don't lose some of that organic sharing extended reach that you would without any of the, you know, that native Instagram kind of account details and things like that. Gotcha. So as you were explaining that, you broke up just a little bit. Um, so I want to kind of just clarify. It made sense, but I just want to clarify so that people don't miss um, what you were saying there. So just just to be clear, Ethan, so when somebody, so you're running your Instagram ad and then um, somebody tags their friend. So they put their, you know, their friend's name in there. It gets shared with the, with the friend. I, I just want to be clear. I want to make sure that we're understanding what is it that that friend that who that that is being shared with. What can't they see at that point? At that point, they can't see um, the little call to action button that is added to. Oh, it. gotcha. Yeah. So, like when you set up your first Instagram ad, you know, just like Facebook, you can do the learn more, sign up, download, all those little call to actions, and that that makes it kind of a link a link out. Yep. So when when you click on that from a notification, that's completely gone. It's just basically the picture and the ad text, like a normal Instagram post would be. Oh, okay. So in in that case, what what do you suggest that people do to like just just to kind of account for that possible sharing? What what do you recommend that they do? What I recommend it, it's since Instagram has no links on the platform, people are pretty accustomed to kind of clicking on the account to right. look at the account bio, and then there's always a link within there. Yeah. So what I recommend is if you're doing a big campaign push where you're going to be using Instagram a lot. Put the same call to action in your Instagram account bio and then change your link to the offer link, um, that bio link to your offer link. Got it. That way, when a friend's tag, they won't see the link, but they're more than likely going to click on your, your profile, the Instagram profile, and they'll sure. see the link there and, and probably follow it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. What, what else is working right now? Because one of the questions that I also got recently was, um, and I know the answer to this, but I want to hear for, from you because you are you're running a lot of Instagram ads right now. When people want to run Instagram ads, they what what I think the biggest mistake, one of the big mistakes that people are doing is, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong here, but they're they're 
sort of grouping it in with their Facebook ads. They're like, oh, okay, I'm running Facebook ads. I want, I do, you know, I do want to test out Instagram. So I'm just going to click that Instagram placement and make sure that it runs over there as well. But it's the exact same ad that they're running on Facebook. Now, in my eyes, this is, is, is not a smart thing to do because they're different platforms. There's a different vibe to each one. Um, you know, people speak a little bit differently, if you will, in the, and how they do and, and the different types of images and, co- and um, content that they're sharing. Tell me more about this. Do you agree with this? Is this a big mistake that you're seeing? Um, and if so, what can people do to correct this? Yeah, totally. That that right there is is one of the biggest things that I'm seeing as I go in and kind of, you know, try to consult these other companies that are saying, man, we're just not seeing any results with our Instagram ads. It's because they're literally just placing that same exact ad on Instagram. And I think people kind of forget that, yes, they're both owned by Facebook. And yes, you use the same, you know, editor to create these ads, but they are two separate platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So they have two separate kind of ecosystems, two kind of separate um, ways that they operate. And so it's really important to, to kind of create an ad set that's specific for your Instagram campaigns. And you need to kind of change your copy up a little bit. One of the big things on Instagram is you only see the first two lines of copy before they have to click on something to read more, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to change your copy up a little bit to really catch their attention, maybe in two lines. Um, and then, you know, you also want to probably use a little different picture. You know, what I've noticed off of all the tests that I've been doing is generally a, a square picture on Instagram for whatever reason, gets me a better click-through rate than a, a rectangle picture. Okay, it's typically what you're running on a, a Facebook ad, right? Sure, sure. Um, and so it's just little things like that that um, will really make a difference. And I mean, you can get all the way down to to realizing like, hey, Instagram, it's an app, so most of my traffic from that is going to be mobile, right? Almost 99% of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so do this landing page that I'm sending them to, what's it look like on an iPhone or what's it look like on a Samsung Galaxy? You know, where's my call to action at? All those things are going to play a role in, in if you're measuring conversions, you know, your cost per conversion there. Do you, one thing that I saw during my campaign was I got better results from warm traffic versus cold traffic. Um and, and it was really the first time that I've really dove in and, and, and tested Instagram out to the level that we did. We spent, you know, we spent a good amount of money on that. Um, but our results were that it performed, they, they performed a lot better than uh, with warm traffic than cold traffic. Is that something that you've seen as well? You know, it's funny that you say that because generally I see cold traffic performing a little bit better than <laughs> warm traffic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's funny. I almost save all my retargeting budget for Facebook because it, it works a little bit better. I get a little better uh, cost per conversion there than I typically do on Instagram, but it, it varies per client. So some clients, they do great on Instagram retargeting, but usually my cold traffic is actually a little bit lower. It's it's kind of unique in that sense. Interesting. Okay. All right. Good to know. Good to know. But I mean, I think the, I think the, the, the key there is just the, the concept is be able, being willing to test, you exactly. know, test, test exactly. this stuff out. You know, it doesn't work the same for everybody. Um, so just because it worked better for me as far as warm traffic versus cold traffic, you know, it, it, that for everybody listening here, I mean, the, the, the good lesson here is that, you know, Ethan seeing different things with, with his own stuff or, or client, it varies, you know, by client. So just test out to see what um, is going to work best for you. Now, what about, what about Ethan? What about uh, video, video versus uh, images with your, with the uh, Instagram ads? Yeah. So, so far 
I've seen images are performing a little better. However, Instagram is rolling out an update. It might actually be live now. I'm not 100% positive where they, they just updated to allowing a longer video time. So it used to be 30-second videos, which I found were kind of in you know the AdSense, kind of hard to really get a good compelling you know ad video in 30 seconds obviously it's possible youtube is 30 second video rolls usually but um you know they've just increased that to a minute so right now we're kind of playing with some some new little longer form videos the big thing to remember though is if you are trying to run a video ads campaign on instagram um it is it is a mobile device and, you know, people are using it on an app. They're usually on the go or at work or something like that and typically don't have volume on. Yep. So yeah. you want to you want to create a video that can be, you know, watched and kind of know, have the consumer know what's going on without any volume. Um, and, you know, some really good people to see how they're doing this are, are kind of some of the news sites like BuzzFeed and like Now This and things like that. They do tons of social media videos and just push them out and any of them you can watch with almost no sound and, and totally know what's going on. Now, are you doing now? So th- those those guys have pretty big budgets, yeah, to, to do that stuff. I mean, and I I I, I really don't follow. I really should. I, I should be at least following BuzzFeed. I really don't do much of it um, from a consumption standpoint. But like, is this the type of things that you're talking about here? I mean, it's very similar to what we what we need to be doing with Facebook video ads because. Again, when it comes into the news feed, it's muted, so we have to tap it in order to to hear it. So the goal is to get people's attention, um, you know, right off the bat from the beginning of the video. With what you're talking about here, are you sort of talking about the same thing, or are you talking about sort of for most of the video that people should really get the idea of whatever you're trying to get across from a visual standpoint and not necessarily need the volume? I, I would say for most of the video, make it possible so that it's they don't need volume at all. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy, right? It could literally just be a subtitle overlay yeah. um, so that you, you don't have to have you know volume. But when you're doing subtitles, you also want to you know really look at what your script on your video is because you can't necessarily have a ton of you know words per second and things or else it's kind of hard to consume and now obviously like now this and buzzfeed and things they have huge budgets so they can kind of do their their subtitles in a really cool kind of bullet pointed edited Mm -hmm. in awesome way that it keeps your attention right that's not necessarily where we're all going to be at just because one we don't have the time or the budget to to do it but um there's tons of tools out there that'll you know almost automatically lay subtitles over for you and things like that. So as long as you can find a way to do that, that looks clean. Um, I would definitely recommend that on any of the video ads you're running on Instagram. Yeah, I totally agree. And I don't know if you've heard this yet, Ethan, but Facebook is rolling out a product of their own so that if, um, if you choose it, like right now you can upload an SRT file to, uh-huh. do, to do that. Um, sort of the, uh, the text, you know, the text overlay for what you're saying, uh, yeah, they're rolling out their own tool now, um, and apparently it's already started. I don't have it yet, but it's it's already started to roll out. So that if you upload a video, if you choose the option to have them uh, put those captions down there, they'll do it for you. Um, it just takes like twenty four to forty eight hours to to do it, which I think is is an awesome development that they're that they're working on here. Yeah, totally. That is that is really cool. Actually, I, I kind of had heard about that a little bit, but yep. didn't know all the specifics. So that's that's going to be really cool. I'll, it'll be interesting to see if uh, it'll work 
on the Instagram placement as well. I, I don't see why it wouldn't, you know? Yeah, for sure. I just read a, a recent study. Um, I just gave a talk at Social Media Marketing World about video, Facebook video ads. And during the research for that presentation, I came across a stat. I think it was uh, Facebook had partnered with um, Forrester or Nielsen or something like that. Uh, that uh, I, I should probably have it up in front of me. I don't. But the, the stat was like, people are more like 74% or something like that. It was a, it was a sizable number more mm-hmm. likely to take action and watch more of a video if it had those, um, captions. And so, you know, it's what we're, what we're talking about here, I think is just as important as it is on Facebook to do it on Instagram. When you have those, um, when you have those videos, especially when they're expanding that 30 second, you know, the 30 second cap, if you will, on the, on the video length. Yeah, totally, totally. And I mean, even I think if even, you know, as consumers ourselves, if we look at the way that we consume consume social media, I mean, I can at least say for myself that, you know, 50 to 75 percent of the time, I, I don't turn volume on on a lot of videos. I just try to watch them without volume. Yeah. Um, and so knowing that, you know, I look and think, well, my target markets, if they're in the same age range as me or, you know, similar to me, they're probably doing something similar. So if we're not kind of providing that option for them, we're probably missing out on a lot of potential reach there. Is there anything else just kind of shifting a little bit from the, you know, talking about the captions, we talked about image size, ad copy tips and strategies for like, you know, getting it above, getting the, the most important things there to catch people's attention, um, you know, above the, within the first couple of lines there, talking about a mobile optimized landing page and making sure that since most of the consumption is going to happen on the mobile device that we do need to be thinking about a landing page. Um, and, and by the way, for everybody, um, for everybody listening, you know, Ethan and I were just talking actually before we started recording here, when it comes to landing page, mobile optimized landing page, don't let that scare you because there are tools like lead pages is mobile optimized. We were talking about click funnels, um, which Ethan is a, is a big user of, you know, that stuff is mobile optim. That's all that's mobile optimized, right? Ethan, I'm not mistaken there. Yeah, totally. And you can even change elements to display only on desktops or only on mobile. So you can really edit stuff cool. really in depth with it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, so, you know, the landing page shouldn't be, you know, a big obstacle for it to, to be able to, to optimize that for mobile when we're talking about Instagram ads. What about, is there anything else that we're not really thinking about or haven't really talked about yet? to give us the best chance for success when we're actually setting up the, you know, our, our Instagram ads, because we know that we're setting it up in power editor. We have all the same targeting and all the same capabilities there. Is there, are there any, you know, tips or tricks that you've come across that are working really well, um, that we can do within the setup process to make sure that we are, you know, getting, um, as good results as possible there? Yeah, definitely. I think, the biggest things that it comes down to is almost kind of what you we mentioned a little bit earlier when we were talking about warm and cold traffic. Mm-hmm. It's just um, testing everything, right? So something that I've seen as well is we have these audiences that are really just killing it on Facebook for us. And then we take them over to Instagram and they don't perform nearly as well or the same. They're, they're really high cost per conversion or cost per click, whatever your goal is. Um, and so it really comes down to treating it as a separate platform and really test, you know, a variety of, of audiences. Um, some of the things carry over, but you really just never know in, until you test them. Yeah. Um, and, and then also if you've never really used Instagram, just, you know, download, download the app yourself, follow, you know, four or five popular accounts and just kind of scroll through it and, and get a feel for the aesthetic of images that people use. 
um, and just try to, to tr really use images that feel natural in the app. Um, that's the biggest thing that I've seen, you know, with Facebook ads and things, it's, it's not uncommon to do, um, you know, some text overlay or show an offer or things like that. And that's still kind of not, um, the aesthetic of Instagram right now. And so you kind of really have to think about what images are going to perform well, um, on the platform. And I've seen really just paying attention to, to that image and testing multiple images has really helped, um, my campaigns. Now, one of the questions that I always get and that people get really get hung up on is how do I come up with good images? You know, and, and, um, one of the things that I talk a lot about is just trying to get people to realize that, look, we have these smartphones, we have iPhones and Android devices that have amazing cameras in them, um, that, that can take really, really great pictures, oftentimes better than some of these higher end, um, cameras out there. Now, are you recommending, you know, sort of the same sort of thing as just leveraging, the the simple tools like the phones that we do have available to us, but yet being cognizant of, as you put it, I love how you put it, the aesthetic of the platform, looking mm -hmm. at, you know, the type of content that works really well or that people are sharing primarily on Instagram and trying to bring that into the type of photos that we can take simply with our phones. Yeah, totally. 100%. You know, and I'm a big, big advocate of, you know, testing different styles of images, right? So if somebody really goes through Instagram, they'll realize like, man, there's there's a lot of selfies on Instagram, right? And so if you're, for example, in, in your case, promoting your course or whatnot, it, I would test an image that you took of yourself doing literally just something normal, just a lifestyle thing, whether it's a selfie of some sort or you, you know, um, building an Instagram of uh, like a Facebook campaign over your shoulder, just taken with an iPhone and, and square crop it and, and test that. And then, you know, also test some nicer images that whether they're stock photos that you got and you just use a, a quick app like word swag or something to, to throw a little bit of text op or, or something like that. It doesn't have to be too complicated. Um, it just has to feel natural. That's the biggest thing is it doesn't have to be complicated. It just has to feel kind of natural there. I love that. I love that. Now, as far as uh, we talked about target, we talked about setup. What else are we missing here? Have we covered? I, I want to make sure that, of course, we could be talking about this stuff forever. But, you know, what are some things that you've seen recently in some of the campaigns that you've run? Um, is there anything that we haven't yet talked about that, that you saw that worked really, really well that um, that we might be able to take away and kind of like, all right, you know what, I'm going to go try this right away. Um, you know what, one of so one of the biggest <laughs> biggest things that I've seen make just really dramatic impacts on the con my conversions for Instagram ads um, kind of falls on you know landing pages, but it's really super simple that I think you know the listeners might love or enjoy hearing is. You know, for example, a lot of times right now with the landing pages we send people to, um, we have something called like a two-step opt-in. So if we're giving a lead magnet away, it's usually go to a, to the landing page. There's a button that, you know, says, you know, claim this offer or whatever it is, sign up now. We click on it and then a box will pop up where we can opt in. It's pretty standard right now and on desktop and, and things like that. It usually has a, a better conversion rate. What I found on advertising with Instagram is that a one-step opt-in actually gets me a lot better conversion rate from my traffic. So if you do have a two-step opt-in, for example, if you're using a tool like Lead Pages 
and when somebody you know clicks on that button, it, it brings that pop up. Mm-hmm. That pop up has a URL on itself. I'll send my Instagram ad straight to that lead page's pop up URL instead of to the full landing page. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because when you think about it, everybody when somebody's accessing your landing page from your phone. They see that button, they click on it. The pop-up reacts a little bit differently on a phone than it does on your your desktop, right? So they might have to scroll down. When they click in one of the areas, you know, part of their screen is occupied by the, um, you know, keyboard that pops up. It it might move the pop-up in a funky way. It just adds some friction. And what we're really trying to do to increase your conversions is you want to reduce friction. Um, so creating really just clean, simple, one-step opt-in landing pages, I've seen it increase my conversion rates on my landing pages by, you know, 35%, wow. um, which in the long run, if you're looking at your cost per lead, it'll really lower your, your cost per lead if you're converting better on your landing page. Now, so I love that idea. My, the, the question that pops into my mind, though, it, when it comes to, you know, Facebook's ads policies that many of them are the same for Instagram. Uh, they're pretty strict about landing pages and gotten more, you know, gotten more strict about it. You know, having linking to making sure that you link to like a privacy policy, having some sort of content on there, giving people the opportunity to click away from the landing page. How do we get around that if we're doing a one-step opt-in like you're talking? I mean, I love the idea yeah, of what yeah. you're talking about. You know, how do we get around that? No, I, I totally hear you. And, and to be honest, linking straight to like a lead page's um, lead box, I believe what they call them, mm-hmm. is, is not the best way to do that because you can't, you know, do the privacy policy and things. Um, so that was kind of the, that's the easiest way to maybe test it, see if that's why your opt-ins are, are not working. And that's kind of the first way that I tested it without having to build whole new landing pages. Mm-hmm. But now what I do is I, I just build a little variation of, I'll just duplicate the landing page that I'm using for, you know, my desktops. And instead of having the button, I'll just add an opt-in field right there. And, and I don't know, oh, I, I don't see. I don't believe you can do it on, you know, lead pages, but yeah. I know click funnels, you can do one step opt-ins and, and different things like that. And so I'll, I'll use literally the same landing page so I can have my privacy policies and stuff there. Sure. Um, I'll just put a, a one step opt-in instead of a two. Gotcha. Okay. So just rather than the, just, just rather than having the clicking through to the, the pop-up box, if you will, mm-hmm. you're just on the landing page, instead of that pop-up box, you're just having the, you know, enter your first name and email or just enter your email here for it. Yep, exactly. And then it'll have the button to submit. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Ethan, this is uh, this. I wish we had this conversation about a month or so ago prior to my <laughs> running my ads because this has been really good information. Um, and uh, I think this is going to be really helpful to a lot of people because I, I think, you know, we've covered uh, Instagram ads a little bit here on the show, but um, this is really the first time we've really, really dove in deep. Uh, onto it here. And I, I think that this is just the start of the conversations that we're going to be having more and more um, about Instagram ads on here, because I think it's just becoming such a uh, great opportunity. You know, maybe our audience isn't so much on Facebook where it is really on Instagram. And I think that the more that, like you talked about today, just testing different audiences out, segmenting that out to be able to figure out, okay, this is working a whole lot better on Facebook than it is on Instagram or vice versa. Um, you know, the testing part is the, it's what's going to be able to tell us, um, tell us that anything that we didn't hit here today in, in talking through this. Um, no, I, I think you touched on that final point right there. And what you said is, you know, Instagram and Facebook do have, you know, they have obviously overlap in their audiences, but they're, they are a little different as at the same time, you know, Instagram is 
generally more of a younger, um, you know, audience and things like that. So some, some ads resonate better there than they do on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And, and generally right now there's less competition on Instagram because not as many people are, you know, placing ads there. So you can usually get really, really good, you know, click through and delivery and, and low CPM. So it's definitely a, a place that you want to test um, your ad. That is until on and, and just see what. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. We're giving we're giving away all our secrets. <laughs> right. uh, either this has been great. Where can people uh, let's let's share where people can connect with you online? Yeah, so um, you know you can connect with me on Instagram at Ethan Sig um, or Twitter, same same handle. Or people are more than welcome to to shoot me emails with any questions they might have. My email is Ethan Sig S I G at socialinsight.io at social i'm taking this down right now socialinsight.io yep got it okay we'll be sure and link um that the at ethan sig and your email address there you sure you want to be giving that out you might be getting a lot of uh, emails here yeah um, <laughs> we'll be we'll be sure to link those up in the show notes for today's episode ethan thank you so much for coming on here this has been really really good um i know i've learned a lot and i know that uh the audience here is going to learn a ton uh, from this conversation too. So thanks so much again for coming on here. Appreciate it. Hey Rick, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. All right. Hope you got a lot out of this one with Ethan. Really good discussion around Instagram ads. As I mentioned at the top of the show, if you're enjoying the podcast here and getting a lot out of it, I'd love for you to support the show by leaving a quick, honest rating and review for the show over on iTunes. It's a huge help. It only takes about 30 seconds, literally 30 seconds to do it. Just go to iTunes, type in the Art of Paid Traffic, click on Ratings and Reviews there, and that's where you can leave your honest review for the show. Thank you so very much for doing that in advance. Really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to go to and check out some of the links that we talked about today, I've got them all linked up for you over in the show notes page, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash 83. All right, my friends, that's all for today's episode. Got a lot of great content coming your way in upcoming episodes. So until then, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.